Hi, welcome to the Togcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about keeping it real. Uh, now, I might sound a bit like Ali G from the 1990s, and we all know the iconic character. Keeping it real, representing, all that kind of thing. I'm not going to do an impression. I can't do impressions. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, but keeping it real in terms of photography. Now, I know a lot of people like to edit their photos, and editing is fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with making a few adjustments here and there. But to me, photography is very much about capturing the moment and capturing things for what they are, how you see them. And especially now in recent times when you've got, uh, say, Snapchat or Facetune or all these other apps that are around on your iPhone or your Android phone or any other phone and on the computer, it's so easy to take a photo and change it completely so it doesn't represent what it was you were taking a picture of in the first place. And to photography, to my mind even, photography is about recording something as you see it, as it happens. Whenever I'm photographing events, for example, I'll very much have a documentary style to my photography. My approach is I'll go out and I'll photograph people doing their thing. Very rarely will I stand and pose people together because the smiles aren't always genuine. There's nothing going on in the eyes generally. It's all smile from the nose down. It looks very false sometimes. Um, but if you're photographing natural, people's interactions, they're laughing with each other, they're talking to each other, they're smiling at each other. And that's what I like about photography. It's capturing things as they happen. Like if you go into the street and do some street photography, you want to capture things as they are. You don't want to pose people too much because it kind of loses loses the essence of what you are taking a photograph of. And so with editing and airbrushing, especially in the media now, I know there's been lots of um, talk, especially within recent years, about um over photoshopping, over airbrushing people, so they're not representing themselves, and they're not they're not being realistic. Um, especially to some people who who buy these magazines, who even some people aspire to be the people that are, that are on the cover of these magazines. These pictures have been edited to within an inch of their lives, and the person you see on the cover of that magazine isn't the person who was photographed. That picture becomes a work of art rather than a photograph. Some photography can be artistic, and I love doing artistic photography, don't get me wrong. I'll go out and I'll photograph, I'll go photograph in a field or photograph in a forest and there'll be nice light coming through and that picture becomes something that I would be proud to hang up on my wall. I'll maybe adjust the colour a little bit, but I won't, I won't sort of distort the picture so much that it wasn't what I saw what I wanted to photograph in the first place. You may be thinking, he's talking about this because he doesn't know how to edit. So he doesn't edit and he just leaves things as they are. And you know, in some, some respects, I'm not the greatest airbrusher in the world. I'm not the greatest at Photoshop. But I haven't, I haven't spent the time to go out and Photoshop pictures and airbrush everything because I felt that that's not me. That's not that's not the photographer that I am. I photograph real events and real things and real people. Yeah, I've done photo shoots with models. I've done some great photo shoots with models. And 
we've got some great images. Have I airbrushed them? No, because the person I'm photographing is the person that I photograph because I want to photograph them. Not because, oh, I can adjust this, I can move that around, I can do this, I can do that. It's just not necessary. So to me, I'm a very, very much a realist photographer. I love photography. It's what I do. You know, I've I've spent the last six years, I was thinking about this earlier, so, you know, I, I did my first wedding photo shoot back in 2012 and we are at the end of 2018 now. 2019 is just two, three days away now. So it'd be seven years since my first wedding as Chris Bedwell Photography. Where that time's gone, I don't know. Do I wish I'd done more in that time? Of course I do. Everyone wishes that they'd done more. But to me, I'm happy with what I've done and the people that I photographed and the places that I photographed for have loved the work that I've done for them. And to me, that matters. I get the pictures to them when they want them. I get the pictures to them quickly. So especially if it's a wedding, so it's fresh. People want to look back at these photos maybe a month after the wedding, not six, seven, eight months down the line. And I'll look back at it and go, yeah, I remember that. That was a good moment. And that's what's important to me being real with the photography, capturing those moments that are important and making memories for people, especially in weddings or parties where there's talking points. There might be a relative that they've not seen for a long time and they want a photograph of them, which is also another reason when I'm photographing a wedding, I'll give them near enough every picture I've taken the ones, okay, maybe I'll drop out a couple that are not quite right technically. Maybe they're a bit too bright or too dark or too blurry or someone's hands in the way of the camera or whatever. But mostly, I'll give them near enough every picture that I take because to me, it may just be just a picture. But to that person that I photographed for, these photographs are memories. They're an important record of what happened on the day. These are real photographs of real people. And to me, that's what photography is all about. It's being realistic. When you think back to when photography first came around, there was no computers. There was no Photoshop or Lightroom or, or any of those programs. There was no app for your phone. There was no Snapchat with your filter. It was just taking a photograph, processing it in the darkroom, and the resulting image was what you got. You could edit a little bit in the darkroom, granted. There was techniques called dodging and burning, and those techniques are still um, being carried through into Photoshop, where the pictures lightened in areas or darkened in some others. But that was it. There was no airbrush, there was no cloning, there was no smoothing out skin. Yes, it does have a market in some areas. I know that. But to me as a photographer... I'm proud of the work that I do because it's realistic, it's authentic, and people like it, you know. And that's kind of what I've made my fledgling reputation on. Some photographers have been going for years. I mean, I've, yes, it's seven years next year in terms of the actual business. But I've, I've been into photography since I was a kid. 
know, there's a picture of me at a family's wedding. Oh, must have been about, I must have been about 10, 12 years old. And there's a picture of me with this, um, with an old film camera around my neck. Just taking pictures. I loved it. And I've, I've rekindled my, my interest and my fascination with photography around about yeah 2010 and then I started doing an evening class and I started to be creative again and went out and bought my first DSLR because I was using little compact cameras before then so I bought a Sony Sony Alpha 200 camera it was my first DSLR I didn't really know what I was buying I went to the shop it was Jessup's in Lakeside in, in Essex. It's not there anymore. Um, you may have seen in the in the press some years ago, Jessup's was on the brink of closing down. Then Peter Jones from Dragon's Den took it over. Um, reopened a few of the high street stores. It's mostly online. And to this day, I still boast, buy most of my equipment from Jessup's. Um, maybe the finance interest free over six months has got something to do with it. Um but, you know, generally I buy my stuff from there because I know I'm going to get good customer service. But anyway, that's besides the besides the point. I went into, into Jessup's and I was looking at, at this case in the store. And I was thinking, right, I want to buy a DSLR today. But I have no idea what I want. <laughs> no idea what I was looking for. No, not a clue. Not a clue. So I spoke to the um, the lady in, in the shop. And I remember it I, even now. And... Uh, she opened the case up for me and I uh, said, oh, can I take a look at that one? It was this Sony camera. So got it out and price was about right. Didn't want to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds given it was my first one, but it, it was it was affordable at the time. And um, so I got it and was looking at it and yeah, everything seemed to be there. You know, the lens was, was where it needed to be and the shutter button was where it was supposed to be and it didn't feel too clunky. So so, so I bought it and got the old uh, 70 to 300 zoom lens. And if you're a photographer listening to this, uh, you'll know some years ago it kind of became the, uh, the must-buy accessory when you were buying a new camera. Uh, the, the stores always tried to sell you these uh, extra zoom lenses. Um... So I bought one, didn't own one, so I thought might as well buy one, and and that was that. And I used that camera for a long time, um, probably two three years, I think. And then I got got more into photography. I got to know how the camera worked and you know the difference it made shooting with a DSLR compared to these compact cameras. You know that. So the small ones, the point and shoot, great to fit in your pocket, great to take away. But if, you, if I wanted to do more with my photography, I needed I needed this DSLR. So I bought it, and yeah, I, I used it for a while, as I say, and and it was great. And then we got married, <laughs> and my my wedding photographer um, knew I was getting in, into photography, and uh, she was very very encouraging actually. And it was about a year or two after our wedding that she actually asked me if I would be interested in buying uh, one of her old cameras from her. It was great Up, upgrading my camera uh, quite a few years after I bought my first and jumped ahead a little bit I did buy 
I upgraded from my Sony. I bought a Nikon. And I was looking at Canons to start with. And I know people were saying, oh, what's better, Canon or Nikon? And I was in Blue Walls. No, I wasn't. I was in Westfield in Stratford in London looking at these Canon cameras and a Canon rep came over to me. And it's funny how one person can make you change your mind completely. And I don't, I don't know what it was, but when I told the, when I told him that I was using a Sony camera at the time, he said to me, Oh, so you're looking to buy a real camera now, are you? It's like, excuse me. A real camera. I've been happy with my Sony camera for the last couple of years. Thank you very much. Um, at what point I thought, I'm not going to buy a Canon camera. Not from you. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I looked at the Nikons. And to be fair, I did prefer the Nikon over the Canon anyway. I was going to look at both. Um, but I looked at the Nikon cameras and it just felt better to me. It felt very similar to my Sony camera. So I was just happy happy to use to, to buy one of those. So I bought my uh, my Nikon and this one had video in it and uh, I played with that for a bit and I made my first YouTube video using using the um, the Nikon uh, D5100 it was at the time. Uh, had a flip out screen. I've still got it. It's in, in a cupboard. It's my backup camera. My backup, backup. I've got a few cameras since then. And uh, made this video for YouTube. And the video has now amassed over 80,000 views in about three years. Which is amazing, actually. So that's great. So anyway, about a year or two later, my um, wedding photographer, as she was then, um, she asked if I would be interested in buying this Nikon D700 from her, my first full-frame camera. And as as luck would have it, I was looking at buying a full-frame camera anyway. Now, the difference between a full-frame and a crop sensor, which is what my D5100 was, was you can just fit more in the picture. You get a whole, whole bigger range, basically, and the pictures are generally better, from my experience. So I, I jumped at the chance and agreed a good price for it and she gave me the battery pack and another lens and brilliant. So I used that for a while and it works great even now and it's a real workhorse camera. It's heavy, it's got a satisfying click when you press that shutter button, you know it's working. Um, so that is now my backup camera to the camera that I got about a year and a half ago now um, I upgraded that one to the D750 um, which again is another full frame camera um, but it also does video so I've done some more YouTube videos using that one uh, I've bought a a microphone for it and I can do some stuff at home or out and about so that's great um, I do like a bit of video but I'll talk more videos in, a, in another time um, so I've just been upgrading as I've been progressing within my photography um, career within the last sort of seven years or so 
again, just capturing real events and real things and real people and just being, just enjoying what I'm doing. And if you're, if I'm enjoying what I'm doing, then that, that goes over into the customer or the people that I'm photographing and then they'll enjoy what they're doing. It doesn't matter if I'm doing an event or a wedding or recently I've been doing more headshots for businesses and for business owners specifically. Photographing the real people who want to promote themselves. If I did a, a headshot for somebody and photoshopped it so it was unrecognisable, then it wouldn't be a headshot anymore. It would be something else. And then they would then be unable to use that to promote themselves and because that's not them. That's just a representation of them rather than it being actually them. So that's kind of going to wrap it up for today, really. Thank you for listening. Keep it real with your photography. Capture the real moments, the real people. Don't edit pictures too, too much. Because who wants to walk around taking pictures of people and then spending a lifetime editing, airbrushing, and airbrushing, and airbrushing your airbrushing? Because then all that's left is just a picture. Pictures are great, but pictures aren't photographs. So you need to sort of see what are you trying to achieve when you go out with your camera. Enjoy your photography. Thank you for listening. If you're not a subscriber to the pod, to the podcast, podcast podcast, uh, then uh, please do, please subscribe, and I will see you next time. And if you don't tune in before then have a very happy new year and i'll talk to you again in 2019 take care